the Lazarus Initiative is all about uh, human sovereignty. It's all about consciousness in action. It's all about the elevation of art, beauty, and consciousness over uh, the matrix of time, money, and fear, which is, of course, the tool set that has been used by the Luciferic and Satanic elements in our uh, history, in the annals of history, going back many, many thousands of years. And, you know, it's just part of the story, uh, all of the wickedness that we're witnessing in the world uh, today on the political uh, landscape um, and, and through mainstream media, um, snaking its way uh, through the portals of academia and the parliaments of this world and the multilateral institutions that um, hiding behind their uh, technocracies and their bureaucracies are the fettered little individuals, semi-ensouled creatures, the bureaucrats, who are dreaming up the penalties, dreaming up the um, prescriptions, dreaming up the enclosures and the definitions of our majesty, of our imminent beauty and uh, limitlessness as sons and daughters of God. That's who you are. That's who I am. We lay claim to that in this time space vector. Uh, welcome you to the Lazarus Initiative if it's going to be ongoing for the next year. And in this year, uh, we're going to be bringing on board uh, the various seminars and symposiums and um, private conversations. We're going to be resurrecting ourselves, one and all the Adamites, from being the living dead, which is how we've been prescribed by the governments, by the churches, by the status quo. It's time for us to stand up and kick away that third leg. The third leg is the third party, the third party interventionism. Okay, we're going to be discussing cosmogenesis, origin of species. We're going to be moving all the way through thousands of years of history. We're going to bring it right down to the wire, to the status quo, to the to the blood harvesting and to the baby raping and to the abhorrence, the abominations taking place in the civilizational basement. We're going to be looking at that squarely, you and I. We're not going to blink. And then we're going to move that narrative to where it needs to go, which is to absolution and redemption and our own salvation. We are the ones who will be doing the redeeming and the absolving. We'll be standing, each of us, in our Christed nature and we'll be owning the day. And I hope you can join me and my team on the journey. Everything becomes open source after a few weeks. But for front row, for premiere, it will be subscription based so that we can afford the servers in Iceland, which are protecting us from the Google Gestapo right now. And that will be ensuring that all the media content that we pull together is going to be secured and available to people all around the world at any time of day or night without Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey or any of these other um, uh, moronic individuals in Silicon Valley and big tech having any say over the flame of truth that we're wielding. Um, I will love you and leave you momentarily with that uh, introduction. Um, and I'm going to try and trigger here without cocking up too badly um, the launch video. It's only about four minutes long that tries to set the metric of the, uh, of the Lazarus Initiative. I can see nearly 4,000 people just on my channel. You're so very welcome. So I hope you enjoy the film coming up shortly. To 
watch the film, please visit us at bitshoot.com. Lazarus Initiative. Don't go anywhere to continue listening to this audio recording of the live symposium of the launch of Lazarus Initiative. To watch the video, please join us on our BitChute channel, Lazarus Initiative, or visit us at www.lazarusinitiative.com. Please see the comments below where you will find a link. We're being tampered with. I hope you caught the first half, at the very least, of that uh, video, uh, wanting to set the tone there. I'm gonna I'm gonna intervene here. Forgive us, guys. So that's YouTube as well. So we can't stream anything from YouTube onto this platform, um, and we can't do it from Rumble either. So what we'll do is we will uh, arrange for one backup later on. I'm gonna spin the videos for you right now. I'm gonna bring in my first guest, who is Thomas J. Brown. Many of you will recognize uh, Tom Brown, fellow of the New Earth uh, University, a beloved friend of mine of a great many years. Um, affectionately, known, affectionately known as Tom the Wizard, New Earth University Fellow on the faculty serving as Director of Spiritual Sciences and doing research in spiritual sciences and the metaphysics. Just another human question. I'm not so sure about that, Tom. Just another human questioning reality and our place in it. His main interest is comprehending the archetypal structures of metaphysical and scientific systems of both Occident and Orient. Uh, seeking common forms and functions. One's ever-evolving spiritual... Oh, this is a word I never came across until I read this biography, Tom. Proprioception in the midst of the matrix. Now, you're going to have to explain that word to me in a moment. He produces videos incorporating symbolic structures and extraordinary scientific relationships indicative of higher creative functions in the universe. Um, true that, incidentally. Uh, you certainly opened my eyes over the years. Tom's interests, including Goethe's theory of color, cosmological botany, anthropocentrism, applications of sacred geometry to the evolution of technology, formation of elements as spiritual functions, uh, Vajrayana mandala as map of reality, and wandering the beach. And the reason why I'm so excited that Tom <laughs> Brown is going to be a fixture in the Lazarus Initiative is because Tom, my own personal wizard, and now I hope your wizard, is one of those uh, seminal voices and brains, minds and hearts, who was actually able uh, to help thread the proverbial camel through the eye of the needle for those of us who are not quite as brilliant. Tom, love you madly. Delighted that you're still trapped here in Bali and I bump into you <laughs> from time to time uh, when we're sort of making our way north and south. Um, how are you doing? And Good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Uh I'm doing fine. Thank you, Sasha. I really appreciate being on here. And um, yeah, what an intro. I better do a good talk right now to hold up to that one. Well, I mean, um, Tom, just just, just for, for, for our audience, just help to couch um, the Alpha and the Omega. I mean, for God's sake, man, you've been doing it your whole life. 
We just want the alpha and the omega in 15 minutes or in 10 minutes. Well, I'm going to do a pretty good job of that. I've put together a little about a dozen slides, which we'll run through pretty quick. But first, I'll explain to you proprioceptivity. That's sort of like in physical sort of therapy and stuff. Proprioceptivity, that's your ability. You, know, you can touch the back of your head without knowing where it's at. You know where everything's at. But spiritual proprioceptivity is the ability to hold your ground when you're in the higher forms of consciousness. So you never lose your grounding. You know, there's a lot of people go out you know, traipsing through doing their ayahuasca things and all these various trips, but it really just amplifies their ego. It doesn't really give them the, the inappropriate, not everybody, because you find all different sorts, but basically that's what the pro spiritual proprioceptivity is, is your ability to know where you're at in whatever system you're in. That's what I strive for. You wanted to share a screen with us? Okay, great. Okay, so basically, like we were talking the other day, you know, cosmic forces facilitating our transformation. Um, and it was great, those videos, even though they were halted, they showed almost the same picture. And what we're looking at here is the galactic current sheet. It's an electric universe, a plasma center. And that's current sheet, it's thousands of light years wide, but it's only 200 light years thick. And we can see it's like a, you know, rotating spirals. It basically hits uh, our solar system every 12,000 years for about 200 years. And these are the periods of massive changes. The last time it hit was 12,000 years ago when we had the great catastrophe that where all the uh, giant megafauna died off and supposedly end of the ice ages. There's a lot of interpretations of that, what actually happened. But there was definitely a giant catastrophe 12,000 years ago. And that's caused by this current sheet moving around. It's going to introduce a couple ideas, and you'll see why. Now, what's happening is I think this current sheet, and I've shown this in my talks going back like 20 years, I think that it started hitting at least in the 1950s, if not sooner, looking at solar irradiance graphs. But what we're seeing now is we're seeing that stars towards the galactic center close to us are flaring. Uh, Barnard star, Proxima Centauri, and now this one, um, uh, A.D. Leonis, just it's off to the side a bit, but it's only 16 light years away. They're they're flaring. This is what is coming to our solar system soon. Some predict around between 2030 and 2050. It, so, and at the same time, Pluto's atmosphere collapsed, which is Pluto's out towards the galactic center right now. So it's definitely something coming in. So, um, and also too, they've been measuring the density of space, the hydrogen density of space is like 40 times stronger than it had been in previous uh, measurements, as though something we're definitely going through, we call it a cosmic fog or something is moving in. And now what this is, is this is the our heliocentric, our solar current sheath, which basically hits Earth about every 10 days. And, and this basically drives a lot of what's happening on Earth, you know, the magnetic, um, because we are all magnetic beings, uh, birds, everybody, they're all connected in with this. But now with this interacting with the um, galactic current sheet and what this, the solar current sheet pushes dust out of the system, it cleans the system, but the galactic system pushes it back in. So we have all this debris and energy coming into our system right now, which is dimming the sun out. To see Thomas J. Brown's presentation, please look in the comments section below this recording to find the link to the bit shoot. 
To continue listening, please stay with us. Tom, thank you very much. And I hope you can stay with us for a little while. I know it's late uh, where you, we are in the tropics here. Yeah. But um, are you good, are you good to stay the, with us for a while? Yeah, I want to hear these other amazing guests. Good. Excellent. Well, I'm going to be bringing in right now. Um, I'll pull you out briefly, Tom. Put you in the green thank room you. and bring you back in uh, very shortly. Okay. I'm going to bring in David Sarita. David's first aspiration in life was to become an astronaut. David, you failed. You're not an astronaut. I can see that you're not an astronaut. But I'm a psycho now. <laughs> in, in 1968, David and a friend witnessed a UFO along with hundreds of other witnesses. After this experience, he grew up as a UFO enthusiast, never living in doubt of the phenomena that swept the world since the Roswell incident in 1947, which continues to this day, David, to be a seminal uh, node in our civilizational um, pathology. He took physics in school to the college level and continued studies ever since. In school, he presented his physics teacher a time dilation theory, <laughs> which his teacher, teacher admitted was way beyond anything he'd seen uh, hitherto uh, since Einstein. His interest in space, religion, philosophy, astronomy, and science led him on his career in related fields. He's worked deeply in high technology on environmental and humanitarian issues and as a professional photographer for many years. Studies include world religions, sciences, physics, and paranormal psychology. The books that Sarita has published, Singularity, Evidence, The Case for NASA UFOs, and Face-to-Face -face with Jesus Christ, unlock some of the most profound enigmatic questions that human beings face. Where are we in the universal map? How did we get here? And why the fuck are we stuck here? Are we alone in the universe? According to David Sarita, we're trapped in the universe unless we can decode space and time. Um, David's directed many documentaries and known for Dan Aykroyd Unplugged on UFOs in 2005, Quantum Communication, and UFO, The Greatest Story Ever Denied, uh, Moon Rising in 2009. David, you are so very welcomed within the Lazarus Initiative, and we're looking forward to picking your brains for the next 12 months. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you, Sasha. I, I love your presentation. I love your energy and your warmth and, and your humor as well, because you really need that. <clears throat> you know, I, I started out with Art Bell, you know, 21 years ago when I was a regular on his show, Coast to Coast AM, Fox News History Channel, Ancient Aliens Discovery Channel. And, you know, on and on it goes. I, I've been in the media for over 20 years. But most importantly, my dad, who was a hippie psychologist in the 1960s, when I saw the UFO in Berkeley, got all of his four boys into yoga and meditation. And I started, you know, being introduced to the gurus. And, and so I've maintained a, a deep meditative practice daily for 45 years. I'm, I'm 60 years old this year. And, you know, I, even though I'm mostly known for a lot of the UFO stuff, um, you know, I planted trees for 23 years. I personally put in a, a million and a half trees, 11 to 8 feet apart. So I, I've been very devoted to the ecology. I work for a legendary nuclear physicist, Bogdan Maglitch, Gwen Seaborg, Murray Gelman, Norman Rostarker. I was around many Nobel Prize winners for years on nuclear fusion, landmine, and bomb detection. So what's happened to me, you know, when I was doing all this yoga, all this meditation, meditation, a lot of uh, rebirthings, a lot of breath therapy, um, in the year 1994, to my surprise, I met Christ in person blazing like, like 10,000 suns. I immediately fell at his feet 
and, and Christ started teaching me the, the real proverb of the Garden of Eden and how we went from a singular bliss field of supreme consciousness and we spun into good and evil, which is an illusion, because nobody can agree on what's good and what's evil, which, which is the birth of conflict. It's the birth of self-judgment and exterior judgment, which led us into the state of war. But our nervous system and our DNA spun into a state of war and our water and our vibrational state of our body went down, 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 which is when we came into the viral fields and, and the aging fields. But one of my one of my greatest contributions into this field has been is is harmonics and, and studying frequencies and calculating frequencies that can benefit consciousness. And I remember this experience when I was at this, you know, 10-day Buddhist Vipassana and you're meditating 12 hours a day and your back is killing you. And you come in to meet your teacher and I came in with this other guy and you're feeling this really profound Buddhistic peace, really, really incredible. We're saying, where's the bliss, right? Where's the bliss? Well, I lived with Osho, Rajneesh for a year. I studied with Baba Haridas, the mother Mira, Amma. I've met all the gurus and, I, and I've done all their techniques and, I, and I've been doing this meditation for years and years and years. And it's when I discovered perfect harmonic frequency toning using perfect pitch sounds, which is actually, if you Google this, it's called the Gospel of the Egyptians, where Jesus is authorizing this ancient Egyptian practice of, of using a seven vowel system to repeat these seven sacred vowels 22 times, and 22 divided by seven is Egyptian pi, that, that this is the process of how we activate the light body. Please listen to part two on the next recording.